Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. Welcome to this Glorious Mess Little Kids, Mamma Mia's newest podcast for humans with kids under the age of five. My name is Tegan Natoli. I'm the co-founder of Bump Day Spa and I have three little kids under two. How about you? I am Lee Campbell. I have one five-month-old son. I'm on maternity leave from Mamma Mia, except for when I'm not, when I'm here to do this <laughs> podcast. It's a little bit ironic, isn't it? And don't forget, we have an older sibling. Uh, this Glorious Mess Big Kids, hosted by Holly Wainwright and Andrew Datto, is also in the same podcast feed that you find us. All right, Tegan, you want to do it. I want to. I have a jingle for this one. Go. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. So we're going to talk about sex. This is about sex after babies. What happens to your sex life? Where does it go? Is it under the couch? No one can find it. I feel like this is the second most talked about thing after having babies after poo. So no, sleep. sleep. Sleep, poo, sex. So it was funny because after Alexander was born, I had an emergency cesarean. So my vagina was all intact, but obviously with a cesarean, that's got its own issues. Mm. Um, and I went for my six-week checkup and I said to my obstetrician, can I have sex now? She's like, yeah. And then I went home to my husband and that's all he wanted to know. And not did like, you want to have sex? Uh, no, not at that stage. But my husband had said, hey, ask the doctor. <laughs> and so he goes, oh, what did she say? And I said, oh, she said we have to wait till 12 weeks. And towards and, But he was like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. And like I bought myself another <laughs> six weeks. Towards the end of your pregnancy, did you have much sex? Okay, so I was a really horny pregnant person. Oh, you're one of them. Yes. And so, but mm. at about six months, my husband caught a glimpse of us and was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Because I'm told it's not what I look like, but he just was like a, the baby and the, it's foreign and the mirror anyway. So he was like, I can't have sex with you for the last six to nine months. Wow. So then afterwards, he's like, hey, how about it? I was like, hang on. You were turning me down. Now it's my turn to turn you down. But I'm back on the horse, so to say, and it's really quite lovely. The first time I just didn't want, like I was dreading it and I was like, fine, I'll just get it over and done with. And then we did and it was really lovely. Oh, and good. we have been doing that <laughs> semi-regularly um, since then. Fabulous. Yeah. How about you? <laughs> Look, it's a mad household in my house and I would love to be having a lot more sex than what is happening in the household. Look, for me, I actually think we're having it quite regularly, but who knows numbers these days? What's regular? What's regular? And I think being a parent regular is so different to no kids regular. Absolutely. Like we were rabbits before kids, yeah. I feel. And it's weird for us because we went from – enjoyable sex to years of conception yep. sex, which is the worst possible yep, sex you we can did have. That too. Yeah. And now going back to sex for enjoyment, it's like, oh, what even is this? Yeah. But it's kind of nice to discover it again mm. in the two minutes you have in the spare room because you don't want to wake the baby in the main room. Mm. And that's what's called love life these days. I think the biggest thing is that foreplay changes. Like the whole start of the initiation of the intimacy and the passion and the romance it changes once you've had kids you know I used to get turned on by a nice dinner and 
touch of a leg <laughs> under the table. Now I get turned on from stacking the dishwasher. Yeah, you know? if I'm they like, help out oh, around the house. Did you just pick up that baby and give it a bottle? Mm, you're going <laughs> to get some later. <laughs> but I think, I don't know if you've ever done the love languages quiz. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. And mine is the same as you, I would say, is acts of service. So yeah. when my husband does things that help, that really mm. makes me feel loved and appreciated, whereas his is quality of time. We're not having a lot of quality time at the moment that's one-on-one. So it's funny because when we're thinking about getting sexy, he'll be like, let's like slowly. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's just jump into this. Like, Not that I want to get it over and done with, but I'm counting the minutes that I'm not getting sleep if I'm having sex. And I feel like that's the hard compromise for women, you know, in those early stages post-baby is finding that balance of being able to do everything and to please everyone, literally. Yes. Um, What takes priority? Oh, if I could be getting a nap right now, is is that more important? six minutes of sleep would do wonders for me. And you feel like a dud too. Like I feel like writing my husband an apology they don't be like, I can do so much better than this, but I'm just like oh, no. so worn Honey, out. if you've got to starfish it, it's either that or nothing. I'm sure he would take that. But also, you've got this new body. You might yes. not feel sexy. Yes, you're physically exhausted. Your body feels different. You're carrying yeah. this weight. A hundred Everything. And that's the last thing you want to be like, hey, check me yeah. out. Yeah. And you know what? For the first time, I actually said that to my husband the other week. I don't think I feel that sexy at the moment. Like, you know, I'm tired, I'm haggard, I'm rocking my mum bod, which is fine, but I'm not feeling sexual. No, it's very different. I think that's why you need to find your new normal. And that's why I'm excited to talk to our expert because she's going to help us do that. So you're never going to have sex again? I don't know. I don't want to manipulate him with sex. A sex schedule? Very romantic. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. So just like we do every week, it's time to bring in the expert to chat to us a little bit more about sex post-babies. So we're bringing in Jacqueline Hellier. She's a sex therapist and a relationship coach, and we wanted to chat to her to find out how we can stay connected to our partners after kids without compromising ourselves in the process. Jacqueline, we're just going to jump straight into all the sexy questions because Tegan and I have so much to ask you. Mm. Right after having a baby, what is a woman's body going through and is there an actual physical reason why she maybe doesn't feel like having sex? Well, immediately after you've given birth, I mean, that is a huge thing. And I think often in the West we don't realise but creating a baby and then delivering a baby and then nourishing a baby, it's huge. It's hugely taxing on your body. So you need to kind of eat and rest and eat and rest and and be there for the bug. Do you know where my libido went? (laughs) (laughs) Tegan was the one that requested this episode. And so I feel like she, maybe having three kids under two has got something to do with it. But you've gone from being perhaps just with you and your husband and you can have lovely sex yes. whenever you want mm. Mm. and then you're, you've got these kids and you've got this dynamic life and you're exhausted. Is that a yes. legitimate reason to lose your libido? Now let's just talk a bit about libido because we always talk about libido as though it's a thing that we can lose. You know, oh, my God, did I just sort of leave it on the hall table? Have you seen my libido anywhere? <laughs> libido, 
Libido is not a thing. It has to be cultivated. Uh-huh. Now, before you have kids and it's just you and your husband, you're not too busy, you know, it's very easy to do the right things that actually put you in the mood. Now, people can often keep that sort of thing going into their relationship, even some years into the marriage, as long as they're not too stressed at work. If we've had a nice evening and, hey, let's go to bed, let's have some sex, you know, I've got the weekend free, let's spend Sunday in bed. You're doing all of the right things to cultivate having sexual desire. And Yes. But when things get in the way, and one of the big things is having small children, but also sickness or stress at work or ageing parents or, you know, bushfires or, you know, all sorts of things can get in the way of you being able to feel that elevated, connected. So the first thing that everybody needs to realise is that sex doesn't just happen. Libido is not just this thing that we have or we don't have. You have to actively cultivate it as a couple. Ah, I like that you said as a couple because <laughs> it's not just one or the other. It's together, no. right? Also keep in mind, I often like to say too, like there's a difference. Sometimes people are just horny. Fine, do it yourself. <laughs> if you're talking about doing something with your partner, that's lovemaking. That's two people coming together and co-creating a beautiful experience. And I think in a lot of cases, it's not that women don't want to do that. Like for me, I love my husband and I find him attractive and, Mm. you know, I'd love to bang his brains out. But in (laughs) 99% of the time, I'm just not really in the mood and I'd rather sleep because I have three little babies that are driving me crazy. But I suppose, as you said, you need to create that mood for intimacy and as a couple move towards that. Yeah, absolutely. Some of the key things are is let him know that even if you're not actually doing it. Let him know, like, darling, you're gorgeous, and I wish I had my mojo right now because you're just so gorgeous, so that he doesn't feel excluded, like he doesn't feel like suddenly you're not interested in him. You know, we want to know that our partners desire us. Would it be okay okay to say, hey, I still think Mm. you're hot, but the fact that you don't put your socks in the washing basket or the plate in the dishwasher makes me so angry that I'm not turned on anymore? Like, can you tell him, just bloody help around the house and then I'll have sex with you? Yes. So, look, one thing I often say, everyone has a thermostat of desire, right? Zero degrees is completely disconnected. A hundred degrees is in the throes of lovemaking. You don't want to get physical until you're at 70 degrees, Mm. right? You've already got to be in the simmer. Yes, that's a really good analogy. If you try and have sex, especially kind of physical genital kind of interactions, before you're at 70 degrees, you're not ready. You're not ready physically. You're not ready mentally. You're not ready emotionally. You're not ready soulfully even. Mm. So you have to make sure that you're doing things in your life and together that's going to get you to the simmer. Now, at those lower degrees, that is more stuff like helping around the house because that's more like feeling respected, feeling like you're pulling your weight. If you don't have that body bottom level kind of temperatures happening, you're not going to warm up any further. That is such a good analogy. I love that. that. So this is why it's not sexy that he does the washing. That's (laughs) not sexy, but it's respectful. Mm, And respect underpins. Yeah. So then once you've got that sort of stuff happening, you might be up to 20, 30 degrees, right? (laughs) Then on top of that, there has to be more friendship kind of things, you know, spending time together, having a nice chat, giving each other a foot massage, or if you've got little kids, him giving you a foot massage, because at this phase, it's very much about the mother, the woman is just too tired. So this is a time she's focusing on the baby. This is when he focuses on her. 
or she, if you're in a same-sex female marriage, of course. Mm -hmm. Excuse the hetero language, but it just makes it easier. So whoever has the baby, the one who's doing all that primary care of the baby, particularly if you're breastfeeding, then the partner needs to be attending to you. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, you're speaking my language. Let's get that on a poster. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And this is a time, right, because when you have a new baby, I'm sure you'll agree to this, your heart opens in a way like it's never opened before, Mm -hmm. right? You sort of really start to understand love in a different way. So I believe that as new parents, we should be bringing that into our relationship and our loving so that your lovemaking becomes really tender, really soft, really gentle. And that's, I guess, different to before when you maybe were a bit more carefree and you're drinking and, yes. you, you know, having all that kind yeah. of young, wild sex. It's romantic yes. prior to babies. I feel like after babies it's... A bit more the, clinical. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, you don't Doesn't want it to, to be, get though. clinical. Mm. No, this is what mm. I'm saying. Don't ever, ever, ever go clinical. Yeah. That is going to actually do the opposite. It's going to turn you off. When women do obligation sex or just to make him happy, it's low-level sexual trauma that they're inflicting on themselves and over time they will start to hate sex. Now, if I can use another analogy, I use a lot of food analogies because mm. we get food. Yes. yes. So you don't always want to have a four-course fancy meal. Sometimes you just want some instant noodles. Mm. It's the same with sex. When you have got little children, you're probably not cooking four-course meals either. So the thing is, is like, what do I feel like now? What do I need now? Maybe I just want to cuddle. But how do you help the man understand that there can be intimacy, which is really valuable and makes you feel really close, but doesn't always have to lead to sex? Men are open to that. Like I've only spoken to a few thousand in intimate details about their (laughs) sex lives. So I do understand men. And I think we misunderstand men in our society. We go with this assumption that they're these animalistic creatures. We've got to see how we've absorbed the patriarchy where we start assuming that men don't want, that whole thing that men want sex for intimacy and women want intimacy for sex, it's absolute crap. I love this so much. You're opening (laughs) my eyes. I actually think men are more emotional about sex than women are. Mm, Definitely. So we, as their partners, need to see him as another human being who loves us, who desires us, who loves intimacy because sex is actually the most intimate thing that you can do. But it only works if you're going at a pace that works for both of you. Yeah, and that comes down to communication, right? Absolutely. Can I ask just a logistical question? Because my son is still in our room. Mm. Is it okay to have sex with your small baby in the room or will you scar the baby for life? Oh, no, it's fantastic. We used to have sex with the babies on the bed. Okay, so that's okay. The the, the bouncing would help keep them asleep. Look, (laughs) what's more important for the baby, that they get flooded with lots of happy hormones that are being emitted from loved-up parents? Or that they're getting stress hormones from stressed parents. Such a good point. That's how they were made, right? Yeah. (laughs) That's how they got here. Jacqueline, I love you. You're so refreshingly honest and you've given us a lot to talk about. Thank you so much for your time on the show today. It's an absolute pleasure. What the? What the? What the? What the? Parenting? WTF moment of the week. Sorry to um, bring the mood down after all that sex talk, but mine's <laughs> mine's a little bit serious. If you follow me on Instagram, you would have seen a couple of weeks ago, my son had to have an operation. So it was a Friday night and we'd put him down to bed at about seven. He had a late bedtime because he'd had a late nap. And then at nine o'clock, I went in to go to sleep because he's still in our room and I could smell vomit in the air and he's not a spewer. So I turned the light on. 
absolutely covered in vomit, mm. despondent, pale, more pale than he already is, and just staring into space, foppy. Whoa. I know. And so we live literally 100 metres, not 100, I think 600 metres from the children's hospital. My husband went to call triple zero and I said, by the time the ambulance gets yeah. here, we can be faster. So we just jumped in the car. I held him in the front seat and I ran into emergency. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And it was in those moments that would have been 20 minutes between finding him and getting him through, like he was already being looked at by a doctor. I had the WTF moments of like, is this it? Did I only get five months with him? Oh, my God, what's going to happen? Thinking he was poisoned, trying to think, of course, what have I done? Because you think as the primary caregiver, he's obviously eaten something today and I haven't seen it. Mm. And I just had that moment where I just thought, this can't be it. And it literally felt like it was going for three weeks. And it wasn't. They took his onesie off and they said, what's that? And it was a huge lump. It turned out to be hernia. (gasps) Had had you seen it before? No, because it hadn't happened somehow between putting him down for bed. Wow. And his bowel had made its way through his stomach muscles to between his skin. Because Yeah. And my other moment that was kind of like a nice moment during that time the bed was surrounded at one stage. I'd had to step back because there was too many doctors, surgeons, nurses, and Rich, mm. my husband, still, the baby was holding his little hand, mm. and Rich looked up at me and he had tears in his eyes. But there was eight amazing women mm. helping my son, trying to massage his bowel back into place because oh. there was too much swelling to do emergency surgery that night. They had to do it a couple of days later. Yeah. But I was just like... Thank God we live in a country with immediate, incredible healthcare where my son needed these dynamic women all helping. It's two in the morning. And I was like, I'm so bloody thankful. And why? WTF, don't doctors earn movie star money? And why don't nurses earn movie star money? Oh, absolutely. I just wanted to kiss them all and hug them all. And they were the most beautiful people ever. But any parents that have felt that panic, I know how you feel because I'm still recovering from the anxiety. Trauma, and the, yeah. Yeah, and I said to my doctor about it and he said, you know, moments like that need to be dealt with. You can develop PTSD from finding a child like that if you don't Absolutely. deal with it. So sorry is a bit and of a serious isn't, one. Isn't that every mum's worst nightmare? Yeah. It's literally what you dread, what yeah, you stare at the monitor Yeah, I've not slept since for. because yeah. I literally just keep my hand on him all night. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, but I'm so glad that he has recovered like a trooper. He was rolling the next day after surgery all over his bruises. He was just... Just loving his life. He's oh, the cutest little monkey. Thank God. What's yours? Oh, look, mine is I have hit the terrible twos. I am oh. immersing. They're, they're one month off, but I'm emerged. I'm emerged. I'm dying in it. to hear all about it's this. It's a thing. Don't, don't, because you'll die when you hit it. <laughs> oh, man, I cannot even pee. WTF terrible twos. That's my thing of the week. I've just hit it full blown war zone at the moment. It's just, you can't do anything right. They whinge if they're happy. How do you like literally go to the toilet though? You can't not have them in the room? No. So this morning I had Samara basically sitting on my lap while I was trying to do a poo, (laughs) telling me all about baby shark and whinging why she couldn't put baby shark in the shower. (laughs) And then Indy put something in the bath which had water in it. And when I said, please don't put that on me, it's wet. She lost her shit. So... (laughs) I don't know. There's no reasoning. I've got to read some books. I've got to take a leaf out of the Lee book yes. and I've got to start read doing... Read a toddler book. I've been winging it until now, but maybe I need some education out there on because how to deal with Because you've got it double too. Like, that's hard. And they take it in turns. Like, sometimes I just run out of the house just to have some peace and quiet. I, I've I've walked downstairs and just taken a few deep breaths because you hear the crying. Whatever it is, it's constant. And it's usually, well, for me, the twins being two, it's because I'm there. If they don't see me, it's like out of sight, out of mind. Oh, no one's going to listen to me 
whinge. I don't leave my children on their own, by the way. <laughs> Someone but, is supervising. Yeah. But it's almost like, oh, there's mummy. Uh, oh, gosh. Right. Okay, no. so you've only got like another year of that. And then again, the, oh. as soon as they're out of that, I'm starting with the third one into oh, it. Oh, sometimes I'm glad I only have one. Oh. But, Tegan, I do have some shining light. <laughs> In the new year, we have a toddler tantrum episode coming up and how to deal. Uh, I'm just going to let you run that one. Oh, we'll have all my questions ready in Lee style. I'll have dot points. <laughs> It'll be a thesis. My, my highlighter. I'm going to want to know everything. That's all we have time for this week and we'll chat to you next week. <laughs>